Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to 31 Days of Terror 2023, day number 23. And I have two spooky stories for you today and story number one comes from Rochelle. I was sitting in the Magic Walk drive through one afternoon and it seemed to be taking forever. I noticed the car in front of me. It was uncharacteristically old and rusted, with dark fumes coming from the exhaust. I saw the driver looking in the rearview mirror and pushing his skin and mouth and arranging his face in a very odd and disturbing way. I looked away, but after a few minutes when I looked back, I saw his reflection in the side view mirror. It was bizarre. His mouth was way too wide, with a big thick tongue hanging out of the corner and dipping down to his collarbone, and his eyes were pitch black, but they were encircled by black, red and blue bruises surrounding them. I looked away and of course I thought I was seeing things, So I looked back a minute later and he was still looking at me via his side mirror. It was terrifying. I turned my car around and left the drive-thru immediately. I always assumed it was a demon, but the other theories are very interesting as well. It's funny, you know, we have these stories every so often. They don't happen all the time, but they come along every so often. Where somebody sees what they believe is a human being, but that human being seems to display characteristics that are distinctly not human. Now please don't get me wrong, I can imagine there are lots of conditions or diseases or injuries or illnesses that can cause facial deformities, that can cause your face to appear different for a limited amount of time or for or permanently, whatever it is. And I recognise that those things absolutely exist. But this just does not sound like one of those things. Unless every so often people are writing in and they've been, I don't know, fooled by some sort of special effects makeup or something. But again, it doesn't sound like that. I mean, we had one recently in one of the 31 Days of Terror where somebody was walking her dog and she got this horrible feeling in the pit of her stomach about a person, turned to look back at them and they had turned their head the whole way around like an owl. Now you tell me that's special effects makeup. And it kind of makes me think of Men in Black, classic film, absolutely unbelievable, brilliant, 10 out of 10 where you have all of these humans who are knocking around who are actually not humans. And uh, they're just pretending to be humans as they go about their day-to-day lives. And there's that great moment where I think, I think it's Agent K, and this might be Men in Black too, turns around and realises that there are lots of people around him who are just a little bit odd and who therefore are potentially aliens in disguise. Not that I think these particular people are aliens in disguise, but look, you never know. I don't know what to tell you, Rochelle. I honestly don't know what to tell you. 
but it obviously spooked you that much at the time that you got a good look at it and then left the drive through immediately because you were like fuck that I'm not hanging around to see this and if it is some sort of alien whatever it is some sort of creature paranormal or otherwise how are you getting a driver's license where are you getting your car from it's like jeepers creepers all over again you telling me you're going down to the dmv and getting your car sorted out as a demon or as some sort of monster from the abyss unbelievable and i'm sure people who work at the dmv see some weird things but like come on hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And story number two comes from Sarah. Throughout my adulthood, I've had a series of inexplicable occurrences that frankly creep me out a bit. These are just a few examples. I can't say that I'm a particularly spiritual person, nor think I see or feel anything out of the ordinary, but here it goes. The first tale centres around the passing of my nan, where it all began. Nan was a woman of unwavering strength and staunch atheism. With a complete disregard for the afterlife, she adamantly rejected the concept of life beyond death. Little did we know that her departure from this world would defy all logic and shake the very foundations of our beliefs. I vividly remember the day I received the phone call that no one wants to receive. My cousin's trembling voice conveyed a sense of urgency as she informed me that Nan had been whisked away to hospital in an ambulance. We piled into the car and began the harrowing journey, a gruelling four and a half hour drive to reach her side. Sadly, she passed mere hours after our arrival, yet before she departed this world, each of us had the privilege of sharing some final moments with her. Amidst the heavy cloud of sorrow that enshrouded the room, one of my uncles attempted to lighten the mood. With a strained smile, he whispered, Mum, if there's something beyond this life on the other side, send us a sign. A bittersweet chuckle echoed around the room, for we all were too aware of her staunch disbelief in an afterlife. But little did we fathom the haunting twist that awaited us. Having bid our tearful farewells, we departed from the hospital and embarked on the sombre journey back to Nan's house, where she resided with my gramps. In the wee hours of the morning, three cars formed a convoy, hurtling through the desolate, shadowy landscape of rural New Zealand. As we veered around the treacherous bend near their house, a creepy light materialised before our eyes. Piercing the inky darkness, two bright beams of light blazed across the grassy paddocks, hurtling towards us and Nan's house with blinding brightness. 
Instinctively, we pulled into the driveway and slammed on the brakes, our hearts seized with terror. Panic-stricken, my parents and uncles burst out of their vehicles, bracing themselves for an intruder prowling the grounds of the farm. Amidst the anxious voices and frantic footsteps, they brandished firearms and embarked on an investigation. Faint music filled the air and uncertainty enveloped us, leaving us vulnerable and terrified as we ventured deeper into the murky night, guided only by those beams of light. One by one they scoured the farm, unyielding in our pursuit of the unseen intruder. Sheds were meticulously combed through, the milking shed scrutinised for any sign of disturbance until finally we confronted the presence looming over us. My uncle approached the cattle truck, sitting there like a tiger ready to pounce, the radio on and lights blazing. The doors were locked. There was no way in or out. We raced up the hill to the main farmhouse and got the keys. Carefully unlocking the rusty door, it flung open and bounced like the wind had caught it. There was not a breath. He reached in, clicked off the radio and pulled the lever to switch off the lights. We all stood there in the dark and in silence. In silence, we got back into the cars and drove across the paddocks to my nan's house and the eerie events subsided. We gathered in the dimly lit kitchen with a cup of tea. And it was then that my uncle, his voice tinged with both awe and trepidation, uttered a revelation that sent shivers cascading down our spines. In that moment of realisation, he whispered that the inexplicable events we had just borne witness to could only be Nan, letting us know that she is safe and there is, in fact, something on the other side. It's only her who would find comfort in scaring the living shit out of all of us like that. Since her passing, she has hidden things from my gramps and I am the only one who can find them. An example was his wedding ring went missing from behind her picture where he would put it at night. Everyone turned the house upside down over the course of weeks but to no avail. He called me one night and asked me to drive down and help him do one last sweep. I looked for days until one night I was standing near the fire warming up and I had this overwhelming feeling that I needed to look into the plastic bucket he put his kindling in. Sure enough, there it was, looking back up at me as if to say, Haha, I knew you'd find me. The odd thing is that both of us had emptied that bucket out onto the patio to look for it. The scraps of dust and wood were thrown away, so to this day I cannot explain how it got there. A more recent experience was when I was with my mum. While she was still grieving the loss of her close friend to cancer, she found herself experiencing eerie incidents. It started as three distant knocks at her front door, disturbingly occurring day and night. The secluded nature of their semi-rural residence fortified with gates and surveillance cameras added to the mystery. There was no one there. What made it all the more unsettling was the fact that no one ever utilised the front entrance, except for her departed friend. Others heard it too, including me on a video call which was rudely interrupted by the banging. One weekend I helped her cater her friend's son's engagement party, Laden with prepared food, we arrived at the venue, which was her late friend's house, only to find it deserted. We called out for her husband, as we could hear faint melodies wafting through an open window. There was no answer. Realising she had forgotten her phone, my mum and I proceeded to the neighbour's house to make a call, hoping that someone would return and grant us access. We were instructed to enter through the unlocked back door by her late friend's husband. As we retraced our steps back towards the house, The music abruptly exploded into a deafening assault on our senses. The shock and horror in my mother's eyes mirrored my own. We knew there was no one home. 
Uncertain and apprehensive, we were trapped in an auditory nightmare. The perishable nature of the food meant we had to go in. We braved the wall of sound that surged upon opening the door. We swiftly delivered the provisions and fled, overwhelmed by the intolerable noise. Later, my mum attended the party and inquired about the sound system and its relentless symphony. To her surprise, she discovered that the music was controlled by her departed friend's phone. Her husband had left it untouched as he had no idea how to use Spotify. He had to call his kids and get them to turn the blaring music off. The inexplicable encounter left us at a loss for words, an unsettling enigma forever attached in our memories. Since that day, there has been no more knocking. My mum believes it was her friend's last hurrah. She'd never missed a party and wanted to let us know that she was there to thank us for helping her son. I do love stories like this where loved ones come back to be like, hello, we're still here and we're looking out for you and there is something after death. But also, stop being so freaky. Like, do it in a less freaky way. I am glad that your grandmother came back to give you a sign, especially as somebody who had been a staunch non-believer and saying there is nothing after death. It is what it is. We live, we die, the end. And it's nice to know that she then came back and was like, haha, psych, that's not actually true. And I'm going to scare the living daylights out of you in order to show you. I'm also really glad that your grandfather found his wedding ring. And I, that's so weird. Like, I know that when you're looking for something small, you try and think of every possible which way you could have taken it off or somewhere it could have fallen into and you turn everything upside down and inside out. So I totally believe you and understand when you say no we had emptied out that kindling bucket we'd gotten rid of all the shit that gathers at the bottom of it and yet it was still in there I it blows my mind blows my mind and as for the final one maybe she was just having her last sesh you know her last big party jamming out to the sound of whatever music she wanted to listen to and her way of being like hey I'm also still here still hanging around still partying Thank you so much to Rochelle and Sarah for sending in your stories. Remember, if you would like to send in your story, you can do so by emailing it to reallifeghoststoriespodcast at gmail.com. You can also check out the website reallifeghoststoriespodcast.com. And if you are desperate for some extra content, you can subscribe to the Patreon. That is patreon.com forward slash reallifeghoststories, where for $5 a month or $2 a month, you get access to heaps of extra content, as well as every single main and mini episode completely ad-free. And on that note, I shall see you tomorrow.